does it mean for congregational worship to be spirit-filled? We received this question from a leader wanting to better understand why some members of his church left because they said his leading wasn't spirit-filled enough. We talk about the importance of planning, the purpose of spiritual gifts, how a leader can grow in spontaneity, and more. Thanks for joining us. Hey, welcome to Soundless Doctrine. I am David. I'm Bob. Bob, ask me how I'm doing. Uh, David, how are you doing? Happy, happy, happy. happy. <laughs> Those who are just listening to this can't see that you just held your coffee. Oh, yeah. And also, these are um, streamed on our YouTube channel if yes, you ever want are. to uh, watch us Yeah, I think more people speak. Like, listen, watch on YouTube than uh, other platforms. Well, that's wild. But also... They like to look at us, probably. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know what they're thinking. Um, it's great to have you um, tuning you. in to oh, this podcast. So Not you, Bob, the general public. Okay, got it. Um, it's great to actually be with you, though. It is, it is. Yeah. I love doing these. Um, so we uh, actually received an awesome email, which was a question for our um, Soundless Doctrine podcast, yeah. which uh, I guess you could submit questions. We haven't said, well, we haven't yeah, talked it was actually about that. An, he, uh, somebody emailed me, um, a guy named Bob, great name. And uh, yeah, I, I emailed him back and said, hey, could we just talk about this on the Soundless Doctrine podcast? He said, that'd be great. Yeah. So here we are. Yes. And um, yeah, and I read it too, and I love this. Uh, so we're going to jump right in because I'm sure it's going to take uh, some time to just uh, process it. But uh, here's what he says in the beginning. Um, in my worship leading, several times I have had people leave our church because they want a more, quote unquote, spirit-filled worship time. Mm. Uh, and, and then he goes on to say, usually I try not to take offense and help guide them to other faithful gospel center churches that might fit their criteria, which I just, great. I appreciate yeah, that. That's a great attitude. Uh, but, um, but then he goes on to say, but theologically, I admit I'm troubled when I hear this. Uh, and I wonder, you know, if if people listening to this podcast would feel the same way. What do I do about someone says it's not spirit filled, mm-hmm. you know, the worship time or or or, or, um, or that? And so I I think that's a great topic to to talk about. And yeah. what would you what what would you say to that, Bob? Like, where do you even start uh, with that? Well, I, I appreciate that he went on to this, describe what he actually does because and and let me say the whole way he's approaching this is so. Uh, honoring to the Lord, mm. because he said, "Yeah, I'm tempted to take offense, but he doesn't." He says, "You know what? Maybe I can learn from this." Mm. And that's always the attitude we should have when when yeah. someone comes up with a, some criticism, even if they leave. I mean, he's he's recommending other churches that yeah. he, might, he thinks might serve them better. So just such a great heart. But he went on to list the things he's doing. Yes. Uh, which I thought was so helpful. Mm. He said, "Here are the principles I use to guide me when I lead our church's worship." He focuses on the glory of God and the proclamation of Christ. He encourages the church body to respond through fitting expressions, you know, joy, fear of God, shouts of joy, clapping, other expressions you see in the Psalms. Uh, Their lyrics are saturated with scripture. They're doctrinally sound. They use a mixture of different kinds of songs. Um, they guide people throughout the service through with pastoral encouragement, which is keeps keeps uh, liturgies from becoming lifeless. You know, you I pastor people as you walk them through yeah. it. Yeah, um, they seek to complement the singing with skillful musicianship that is mm-hmm. uh, beautiful mm-hmm. and uh, d- doesn't become the main focus, but supports the singing. And they faithfully pray for their times of uh, congregational worship and during those times. 
The, now, the first thing I thought about as I read that that's a pretty good was, list. that's a really good list. <laughs> that is spirit-filled worship. I mean, mm. you, you talk about what, what, did the spirit come, what does the Spirit come to do? Well, He's come to exalt Christ. Why did the Father and the Son send the Spirit? To exalt Christ, to make much of Him, to remind us of what Christ has said, to, to shed abroad in our hearts the love of God, Romans 5. Um, Paul says in, in Philippians 3 that we are those who worship by the Spirit of God, and then he says, and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Mm. So spirit-filled, a spirit-filled time of worship is that which does that, mm. glories in Christ and puts no confidence in the flesh. And then we think, well, where does the Bible come from? Well, the Spirit breathed the Word of God. So he's trying to lead meetings that are filled with the Word of God, which was breathed out by the Spirit of God. So that is a Spirit-filled time of congregational worship. So what are people saying? Well, he goes on to describe, you know, what what he thinks they mean. He says, um, uh, you know... Uh, as I'm aiming at these things, I have a hard time thinking, theologically at least, that I'm not at least aiming at our church having a spirit-filled worship time. And I, I'd agree. And mm. so when I ask people why they're leaving, he says, they have a hard time articulating with clarity what they mean. But then he says this, they sometimes say they want me to be better at sensing the moment of the spirit in our time and being guided by him in a spontaneous way. And he says, I admit that I am probably not great at that. <laughs> so I think before we you know, get into the, the conversation, because yeah. I think you have some, some stuff to add to this as, as well, um, I just want to say that, yeah, that is one aspect of a spirit-filled meeting. That's not what it means for a meeting to be spirit-filled. Hmm. And I think we have a lot of examples right now, um, you know, in churches and on YouTube uh, of of churches that are you know, really spontaneous, and we're thinking, oh, that's what being spirit filled means. Yes. But if if your meeting is not word filled, it's not spirit filled. Mm. If you are not leading people to a, a greater appreciation for and submission to and love for the Word of God. You're not being led by the Spirit because the Spirit leads us to, uh, to to what He wrote, into what He gave us in His Word, hmm. and He leads us to an exaltation of Jesus, not just in our experiences, not even primarily in our experiences, but through His Word. Now, He does lead us to Christ, and and that's that's what He's come to do. But for for someone who is focusing on all the things that that Bob has said, the other Bob. Uh, that he's doing, he is leading a spirit-filled meeting. Hmm. Now, does that mean that he's maybe taking advantage of all the, that the spirit wants to do? Yeah, well, maybe we can talk about that. Hmm. I mean, what would what would be your read well, on when that? I the first time I read this, uh, and then when I kind of like scrolled down and and saw, I, I appreciate that he gave uh, how they articulate them wanting to leave. Yes. Like yeah, he, yeah. he makes that clear. And um it it's very much what I took out of it what it was very much like uh it it seems maybe what you're doing is too rigid. Like we want yes. something that's a little bit looser and freer and um 
I mean, it's you don't even have to look very far. You get onto YouTube and you can see sort of spirit, quote yeah. unquote, filled yeah. experiences. And 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. And it's just, um, it, it's meditation, repetition, yeah. uh, and sort of, and I'm wondering if if it's, you know, why don't we have that? Why, why do we have five songs and then we're done? Mm. So it was mm. actually like really great to hear the reason they gave mm. uh, uh, to him. Um, but it's So cool. you're saying, someone's saying, why don't we have the 15 minutes of meditation? Yeah, why, why don't we, we have, have yeah. more space or time? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Um, Which is not a, an illegitimate question. Yeah. Because obviously people are experiencing something there. I mean, we, we just can't... I think it's unwise to make these blanket statements that yeah. you know because someone is is singing something you know repeatedly, mm-hmm. uh, or because people seem emotionally engaged that it's it's it must be wrong. Yeah, let's just write it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's one of the reasons those kinds of meetings, those kinds of churches, are so appealing mm. because they are saying you know if you're going to have an encounter with God uh, in Jesus. It should mean something, mm-hmm. you know. Something should happen. Mm. I mean, do we do we go to our meetings expecting that? I, th- I think we talked about this in God Encounters. Do we go to our meetings expecting nothing? Right, nothing to go on. I'm going to fill my head and then I'm going to leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I, I think he's asking a great question. He goes on to ask some questions. Um, he says, "Am I missing something of the spirit?" Because I try to be intentional with our services and how I plan them. Hmm. So that's a great question. It is a great question, and I've done this um, this seminar, this, uh, yeah, teaching on planning and spontaneity, in which I, I so I thought I thought tried to think through this, and uh, I would answer that question: Am I missing something of the spirit because I try to be intentional with our services and how I plan them? Maybe, but but are you asking is is planning like anti spirit? I said no. Yeah. You know, planning is something that that God has ordained. Isaiah thirty two eight. He who is yes. noble plans noble things, and on noble things he stands. Psalm twenty verse four. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not wrong to plan. There are lots of benefits to planning. It helps us. It makes us more aware of our need before before the meeting. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we recognize I need. To ask God about what I'm going to be doing, it it helps us serve people with undistracting excellence. It helps us to be more intentional about our theological diet. You know, a, a, someone, a leader who wants to be spirit led in the sense we're talking about in the spontaneous way, mm-hmm. ends up saying a lot of the same things, mm-hmm. repeating a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, planning can help clarify our goals and how we're going to meet them. Planning can prepare those who are going to serve for their contributions. Planning can make us less likely to lead by our emotions or experience. So mm-hmm. we can we can say, well, this is what God wants us to to get for this meeting, and it's not just oh, I feel like this this week, right? That kind of thing. An intentionality. Yeah, yeah. It, it can help us engage in meetings more intentionally. So if I read through the lyrics of my song, if I think through how the progressions the progression is going. I'm more prepared when I get there to, yeah. to lead. Yeah. So there, there are all kinds yeah. of benefits of planning. So don't think that you're not being moved by the Spirit because you're planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, CJ, is, my senior pastor, has always said, um, said to me numerous times, you know, the Holy Spirit helps us plan, but our plans are not the Holy Spirit. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that's what he's getting at. Yeah. Our plans are not the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So are there ways I can grow? This is another question he asks. I can grow in spontaneous nature in my worship leading. And I would say, yeah, there are. I remember when we first met, and uh, it was the Resolve Conference, mm-hmm. you were playing in the band and mm-hmm. field. Mm-hmm. And I was leading, and I was much more used to that kind of flow, yeah. you know, hey, we're going to repeat this course, and, and you guys were not, <laughs> as, <laughs> no. as I remember. So, so how, I mean, how did you work through songs at that time? Yeah. Well, I think it, I mean, it. we we happened to be professional musicians that were serving at our church in a, in a sort of a non-professional sense. So we weren't getting paid to play at our yeah. church, but we were constantly in professional settings where yes. you're in a studio and you're playing a song a certain way every single time. And and even in a corporate setting, I think maybe that some of that transferred over mm. where it was yes. like, we're going to repeat the chorus twice and then the song will end. <laughs> and then, you know, so to be, so to be with you and to learn from you gave us, uh, I guess, the freedom to to actually be more intentional about the lyrics, about the song, oh, and great, actually being great. able to, s- to spend more time, you know, uh, you know, developing a chorus or a song, or it, it, it's not, you know, completely rigid to the arrangement. Yes. So that was one huge way that we benefited from um, just your input. I think, I think when I uh, when I process what he's saying, it seems like. It's less about his planning and more about a misunderstanding of what the Spirit is actually doing, yes, which yeah. we've talked a lot about in yeah. this podcast. But yeah. even you just saying saying the statement that the Spirit is directing us to the Word, yeah. again, it's like I'm arrested by that of like, oh, oh, yeah. How do we forget that it's not just a quote-unquote experience? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's the tension of, of planning and spontaneity, of the Spirit helping us in our planning, and our Spirit leading us as we're, you know, in the context of the meeting. Right, because you can swing. It's so easy. Yeah. So there are churches that are faithful to preach the Word, faithful to sing the Word, faithful to, you know, um, proclaim the Word, pray the Word, see the Word in, in baptism and the Lord's Supper. But you go and you don't get the sense that anybody's really thinking, we're interacting with God right now. Mm-hmm. It's more like we're we're doing our thing. We're doing what you know God's told us to do, what Jesus told us to do, and we're getting it done. And yeah. you know, it's not like a you know tick the boxes mentality, but it's kind of that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, it's not a forced. You want it's not like we're gonna force affection, but we want some affection. Yes, we want. Some response. Yes. Well, we want a yeah. We want the right kind of affection. We want the right yes. kind of response. Yes. So where I think, uh, like Bob is talking about, he's he's recognizing. Okay, maybe people are are sensing something lacking, mm-hmm. um, and I want to know what it is. So that's what he's asking. I want to know what it is. So I'm gonna. He actually he goes on to offer ask some more questions. He says, "Should I use songs to talk more about our response or emotions oh, to experiencing yeah. God?" Uh, which I really didn't answer the last question. Are there ways I can grow in spontaneous nature? Let me let me talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, we can grow in in spontaneous nature. I think you know part of that is planning in such a way that you you leave a little time 
like the extra time. Like we have a 90-minute meeting every Sunday. I tr- I plan for 88 minutes. That's just what I, about 87, 88 minutes, because I want a little extra time in there. Yeah. You know, if, if something, if I feel I should pray or, or want to repeat a song or say something, you know, th- those kind of things. So always allow a little extra time for planning. And I'd say be listening while you're leading. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm going to share an odd experience, or maybe it'll be odd for some people listening for sure. Um, but this past Sunday, we were singing the song, uh, The Power of the Cross. Mm. People were singing their hearts out. Mm. And you know, we, we go through the liturgy, we, or our liturgy, we have a call to worship, and we had two songs, and we had a scripture reading, and then we were singing The Power of the Cross by the Gettys. And even during that song, as we were singing that song, uh, I, I've been doing a lot of um, pastoring this week, and um, I just certain people came to mind, certain situations came to mind, and then just a sense that you know there are people here who are afraid to to reveal what they have done because of their mm-hmm. concern for what people will think of them because mm-hmm. they feel so much shame, mm-hmm. and so the line came to my mind. You know, why are you hiding? Hmm. Why do you need? Why do you think you need to hide? And as the song ended, which was um, "We Stand Forgiven at the Cross," mm-hmm. and I shared, this was all spontaneous. I shared, you know, I think, and some of you here sing those words, and you don't feel like you're forgiven. You, you're not experiencing that. You're not living in the good of that. I think God wants to impress upon you the 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 reality of that. So I'm going to sing. A spontaneous song. Don't practice this like in public, like if you've never done it before. Um, and I, I think this is just going to express God's heart. We would call this a prophetic song. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not scripture. It's not authoritative. It's mm-hmm. not inerrant. It's not mm-hmm. infallible. It's just one of the spiritual gifts we believe that that communicates God's care. Mm-hmm. It it reveals to people. It reminds people. I should say. That no, God is present with us now. Is God present with us? Yes. Yeah. He's promised He would be. Yeah. But His promised presence is different from His experienced presence. Mm-hmm. We don't always experience His presence. It's always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He promised He'd be with us mm-hmm. when when the church gathers, when the words preach, when mm-hmm. we share the Lord's supper, when we sing. But First Corinthians fourteen three says, "The one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation." Yeah. So I said, this isn't scripture, but I believe it expresses something of God's heart. So I sang a song, about two minutes long, that that communicates something of that, you know, you can't improve, I think one of the lines was, you can't improve upon my mercy. Mm. Um, you know, why, are you, why do you hide? Uh, the only place to hide is me. Mm. So I had this, uh, and then we finished, I prayed for people, and we sang the next song. Um, I had a girl come up to me afterwards and just say, uh, she waited to talk to me and said, um, you know, I just want you to know how much that meant to me. Um, I have been struggling with God's forgiveness for like the last year, year and a half about different things. Mm -hmm. And as you sang, I just was able to experience the Lord's forgiveness through what Jesus has done. So thank you for being faithful. Mm -hmm. That's, That's the Holy Spirit. Now, yeah. 
Is that the only way the Spirit leads? Absolutely not. Right. And am I thinking, I got to do this every Sunday or the Spirit won't be here? Yes. No. Right. No, absolutely not. Right. But is that one way the Spirit can lead? Yeah. Now, it could have been, so to Bob's question, it could have been, you know what? I had this impression. I'm going to pray for people right now. Yeah. You know, I just had the sense that some of you may not be living in the good of, of God's forgiveness. Let me pray for you right now. And you know, if that week you have been thinking, God, I just don't, I know Jesus died for me, but I, I don't experience the goodness of that. Mm. And someone on Sunday says, you know, I'm, some of you have been thinking, you, you're not living the good of God's forgiveness. I'm going to pray for mm. you right now. What do you think that would say to them? Yeah. Well, it's just coincidence? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but why not say, you know what? I think that's the Holy Spirit. Mm. Uh, it could be, you know, we're going to sing that that last chorus one more time, because I think that some of us need to sing that one more time. You stand for, we stand forgiven at the cross. Yeah. That means every sin, every, yeah. every act of lust, every act of anger, every act of impatience, every act of materialism, every act of, of mm. racism, every act of greed, every act, mm. it's forgiven at the cross. Yeah. If you own that sin and you've trusted in Christ, it's forgiven. Let's sing that again. Yeah. That's what I mean by just listening yeah. to, to an impression, which again, you, you want to be careful. Those aren't authoritative. Yeah. And you, you'd want to ask your pastor, you'd want to you know, ask others, was that helpful? Was that, you know? Yeah. I, th- I think two things to note for that, because that was, uh, that was new to me coming into Sovereign Grace uh, mm. Ministries. Mm. Um. But I think two things that I just want to note as sort of an outsider, now a part of Sovereign Grace, is that there's a sensitivity to those who are leading. Uh, It's a sensitivity to, I want to encourage. I want to share this. I want to, for the building up, for the encouragement. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what is, upbuilding encouragement consolation. Yeah, and so I just think as, how do I grow in this spontaneity? There's a sensitivity that says... Mm this is laid on my heart, I want to share this. Yeah, and yeah. then and then secondly, I think um, it's not because, hey, I'm important, this came to me, here it is. Absolutely not. It's, I want to, th- this is to build up your faith, this is to encourage you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it brings conviction, as the Holy Spirit does. Yes, yeah. But I just appreciate that it's not um, the platform to say, you know, this is what you need right now, but it's this. I for the building up of this body, I want to share this. Yeah, for the glory of of Christ. Amen. Amen. So I just, I just, I know that's not making points, but just adding. Uh, no, I that's just good. Love those are that. great. Those are great points, and I, I think it's really crucial because it it highlights the purpose of all the gifts. Mm. You know, any gift, administration, mercy, teaching, helps, hospitality, faith. They're all to point to Christ. Mm-hmm. That's what they're for. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's one of the reasons that, you know, the charismatic movement gets such a bad rap is, well, there are good reasons for it, um, <laughs> but uh, it's because people, they might have a gift, you know, a particular gift, but they use it in a way that draws attention to themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's that is goes exactly opposite to the purpose that mm-hmm. God gives, the Holy Spirit gives gifts. Mm-hmm. It's to point to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so when, when we uh, are operating in gifts in a way that honors Christ, well, that, that builds up the body the way, the way it's supposed to. Absolutely. 
So um, he, he asks again, should I use songs to talk more about our response or emotions in experiencing God? A lot of contemporary songs, he says, uh, focus too much on this. Uh, agreed. Um, but when you, you look at the Psalms, there's an emphasis on our responses to God. Maybe using more songs about that might help. I think that's a great point. Um, you know, when we sing songs that only talk about um, God's nature, his attributes, mm-hmm. his character, and never allow room for us to, to respond in some way, I think we're robbing people of that opportunity mm-hmm. to experience what the Spirit wants to do in their hearts. You know, uh, you, you get in the Psalms things like, my tongue will talk of your righteous help all the day long. Um, my mouth is filled with your praise and your glory all the day long. Um, you know, my tongue, tongue will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day. I, I will tell of these things. I'm going to respond, or Psalm 108, mm. how it begins, you know, my heart is steadfast, O God. Yeah. Uh, I will sing and make melody with all my being. It's right. like, yeah, what is he doing? Is he saying anything about the Lord? No. Hmm. Other than, the Lord's so good, I'm going to be excited. You know, mm. I'm my whole being is going to participate in this. And the Psalms are just filled uh, with phrases like that, Psalm 145, verse 3. I can't find Psalms in my Bible. This is a new Bible. Um, it's not the one I normally use, but I know that <laughs> Psalms is in the middle. Um, Psalm 145, you know, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Then he says, his greatness is unsearchable. Hmm. So there, there's a reason, but he's greatly to be praised. Yeah. You know, so, um, Psalm 147. Uh, it is good to sing praises to our God, mm. for it is pleasant. A song of praise is fitting. You know, mm-hmm. um, sing to him a new song, sh- uh, play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. Those are all descriptions of what we're doing. Yes. They're all over the Psalms. Yeah, yeah. So we just want to be careful that we don't get on the, uh, what would you call it, the doctrine train wagon that, you know, which of course. Of course, we want theologically rich, yeah, theologically yeah. driven songs. Yeah. And we, we, that's the fuel for what we do. Yes. But there's heat produced by that. Right. You don't just throw a bunch of logs on the fire. You know, we need doctrinal fuel for our emotional fire. If you throw too many logs on there, it goes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that, may, and I don't, I'm not a part of his church, so I've never been seen as leadership, but that it's at least worth thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, should should I look for songs that that have some of those phrases in them? Mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I do. I, that, I mean, this topic is is so widely discussed uh, because of that tension. Mm. You have doctrine and truth, but you also have, like you passion said, and the emotion. Passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Response. And so, I, I think that's why it's it, it would be so hard to like. Stop here. <laughs> well, can because... I just say one more thing before we stop? Yes, you can. I'll say, say really fast. Because <laughs> really you had one more question. Should I focus on these expressions and responses more? Mm. Um, let me give a brief plug for my blog, which my son says I always do. Um, if you look up physical, uh, physical expressiveness on worshipmatters.com, mm-hmm. I did a five-part series on this. Like, should we experience... How do we think about physical expressiveness? Oh, okay. I would say, don't focus on those physical expressions. Mm. Focus on Christ. Mm-hmm. F- focus on the you know, what the Psalms say about what our natural response is, but don't say to people, 
you know, sing like you mean it. Let's, you know, let's, let's hear everybody clap. You know, right. let's give a praise offering. Let's, yes. you know, give them reasons to do that. Yeah, wonderful. So I could just speak from our, our yeah. church, Sovereign Grace Church of Louisville. When we first got here, we'd end a song, song would end. You know, as we've grown over the years, I think, in our understanding of how our hearts are meant to be engaged when we sing, we'll end up, you know, an encouraging song now, and people will just spontaneously applaud. In fact, even this past Sunday when we, we sang Is He Worthy by mm-hmm. Andrew Peterson and Ben Shive, which mm-hmm. is just, it's so good at reminding mm-hmm. us of the glory of the crucified and risen Christ. Mm-hmm. And so at the end, we did it twice. We did it after the meeting before <laughs> me. That's another spontaneous mm-hmm. moment. I love that. But when we finished, it was, is he worthy? He is, he is, he is. And it was, you don't just finish that and go, okay, we're done. Great. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anybody who watched the Super Bowl and was rooting for the team that won, the Bucks, yeah. right? Uh, we wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I don't think anybody when their team won just sat there and going, okay. They so, did it. Great, great Good job. No, it was like, yes, it was oh, so great. <laughs> well, that's what our church should do mm. when they've been so filled with the glory of Christ. So, mm. so yeah, don't, don't focus on the expressions um, certainly give people permission, permission, model it, yeah. but focus on how God has sent his son mm-hmm. to live the life we could never live, to die the death we deserve and rose from the dead so that we could be forgiven and know the Father. Mm-hmm. Focus on that mm-hmm. and people respond. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, thank Bob, thank you for submitting this question. Uh, I just think it brought up so much helpful dialogue. And, we hope um, it was helpful. I hope it was. Well, it was helpful for me. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I love. Um, I even just loved in, including the points at the end, the questions that we could that we could dialogue. So, yeah. thanks for submitting this, and thank you for listening. Um, I hope you uh, have a great day, and we will tune in later. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.